0: Knowing what you know now, if you were Bill a year ago listening to this, what would you tell yourself?
1: I would say to do it. I would say to pull the trigger and get this platform. I don't know of anything like it. I'm sold on it. But it's just because of what's there. All the training is there. They've got an amazing help desk at 10X Pro. Mm. So that's been super helpful. And then being inside a mentoring and coaching membership like Superfast Business, just a game changer for me. And it's been amazing. So having the mentorship and guidance on one end, having the technology platform on the other end, I wish I had done this years ago.
0: This is Superfast Business with James Schramko. James Helping you build your business super fast. fast.
1: fast. fast.
0: James Branca here. Welcome back to superfastbusiness.com. Today I am having a chat with Bill. Giovanetti. And Bill has a really interesting story to tell. And uh, first off, I'd like to welcome you, Bill, to the call. Thanks for the opportunity. Well, you kind of created this opportunity by posting in Superfast Business Membership, of which you are a member. I logged in one day and I saw this post from you and you'd said that your membership site had launched. And you posted your results, and we'll get to that in a little while, the results. But what I like the most is that we've got this community there, and I like seeing students get results. I mean, obviously, that's very important to me because it's how I make my living. But beyond just the living part, it's the... Tremendous joy and satisfaction that comes from seeing other humans achieve their potential and get the results. And I think you were pretty happy too from when you posted that. Uh I think you were actually surprised by the results. And I really want to dig into where you're at just prior to that and uh, what sort of things you did because I think today's episode will be really useful for someone who's maybe in the earlier stages of the online journey and may not currently think that it is possible to start or build a membership because of the tremendous amount of obstacles that get in the way of achieving success with it. So. The other thing that I really liked is you got a lot of member support. You got plenty of other people in our community who shared the joy of your success. And you also generously broke down for them how you did it. And that's really what I want to go through today. How did you do it? Sounds good. So to set this up properly, your website's called Life. i wonder if you can just give us a little insight into into Bill, just so that we know some context around what sort of market you're operating in. And it's not your typical market that we're used to seeing for the online case studies and so forth. That's what I love the most. You're a normal, real person in your own world. So tell us about your world because you're a pastor.
1: Yes, my world is the world of the church. And I am a pastor and have been for a lot of years. And that has built up a lot of relationships and also a lot of information in my head, over in my heart, over a real long time. And I'm a member of Superfast Business. I joined initially to help with the business aspect of our church, which is a pretty big church in Northern California. But I've also always had an entrepreneurial spirit myself. So I tried launching my own membership product for helping kids not lose their faith in college a couple of years ago. That just never got off the ground. And when I started putting that together, it was piecing together technologies on WordPress with this plugin and that plugin and you know WooCommerce and all these different pieces to make a membership. And it was always breaking down. It was always work. The technology was really overwhelming everything. I just never got it off the ground. So being part of super fast business, listening to people's stories, just started basically planting some new ideas in my mind and heart about how to approach a membership. And um, when I finally launched it, using the tools like uh, 10X Pro, but a lot of the wisdom from the community, it was amazing. It was just a real fast process compared to my previous experience was night and day difference. I mean, the last time around when I put together a membership, it took months just to get it working. And it never really did work the way I wanted it to. And this time around, it was just a night and day dramatic difference. And, yeah, you're so right about the encouragement and super fast business. I don't know how many people there would share a Christian worldview, but everybody is really supportive, decent, helpful, and encouraging. I find, for me, that's just part of what keeps me going, part of what even enabled me to get off the ground in the first place. And your encouragement, too, the direct chat in there, pretty awesome.
0: Yeah, I think think you've hit on something important there that you can – have a topic that is not necessarily sharing a worldview with other people, but everyone is sharing the same view of making a go of their online business yep. and being successful with that. Now, there are certain types of businesses I just don't accept into the membership. So uh, there is a screening and filtering process because we want to have a good culture. But I think in your case, people would just, they could see that you've tried before, you've, you had tried a few different things for a few years and didn't quite get it firing. I'm wondering back then, when you were going through that journey, pre this event, where were you learning your information from and how were you implementing it? Were you doing everything yourself and were you drawing from one place or multiple places?
1: I was drawing from multiple places, listening to a wide variety of podcasts mainly, and I was doing it all myself. That's something that I haven't been able to get away from. It's on my list. Probably the next challenge for me, but yeah, I was just listening to podcasts and looking online, and then figuring out how to implement all these different resources. And I was able to do it, but you know, seventy-five percent well, and it just never worked. And I don't think that that specific product was right for that time. I do have some plans for that in the future, but no, I, I was a solo operator and just using a lot of different voices in my head and not. Just consuming but trying so you know it was really cool to actually put something together and see that it took off
0: you know people listening to my podcast they see episode number 722 and think oh well you know James has been doing this forever but I clearly remember that struggle phase of trying to piece it together it was just me trying to read bits and pieces podcasts weren't really a thing when I started online They were there, but they were in their absolute infancy. Hmm. I was mainly just listening to audio, either cassettes or MP3s of information, trying to figure it all out and trying to build my own website. And the tech can be a challenge. What made you start thinking that your offer might not be the one and moving to a different type of offer? What was that process?
1: Well, I was stubborn with it. (laughs) it could be good and bad right yeah right stubborn means
0: you'll stick through the tough times but it's not good if you go (laughs) in the wrong direction
1: right no and i was it's a product i think should be wanted right but it's not a product that actually is there's nobody out there clamoring for this no
0: that was my first thought too when you showed it to me i'm like wow i'm surprised that's even a market
1: yeah and that's my old product you know, I think it's a problem that needs to be solved, but I don't know how much people are actually feeling it as a problem. Apparently, not enough or whatever. The well, I, I thought, you know,
0: the main reason kids probably go to universities to escape everything <laughs> that they've been experiencing up to that point.
1: There's truth to that. There's a lot of truth to that. My goal was just to get ahead of that. On an information level, and just maybe say, Look, whatever you might be told, there's a counter argument. Here it is. So I thought that parents would love that, but there were two,
0: <laughs> maybe three. Look, I've had some offers that didn't work so well. Yeah. One of my early information products was a course that I put together as a partnership with my acting coach, who helped me tremendously build my confidence. You know, when I was 19 or so, I did some acting classes and We put together a course and put it up on the marketplace, but we weren't making sales, not many sales, because I realized later that people who want to learn acting are dead broke, pretty much. They're the ones waiting the tables, and they have no financial capacity whatsoever. So we made a dribble of sales, but it wasn't as successful as it could have been. So how did you decide to do something different? Like, Did you do some surveys or research? Did you get opinions? Did people ask you for things you didn't already have?
1: Well... Listening to your podcast, somewhere along the way, I heard you as a guest on some other podcast, and they started consuming yours. And I've listened to hundreds of them. <laughs> so your voice is always in my You know, there's that WWJD thing, What Would Jesus Do? Right. In my head, it's what would James do? And so. Um,
0: well, that's, that's the first. I'm being compared to Jesus here.
1: <laughs> well, in terms of uh, business coaching, for me, uh, you've been invaluable and a great mentor. So I really appreciate that. And the whole community has been. But somewhere in the, along the way, when I heard you and John Lynn talking about 10X Pro, and that was the first iteration of it a long time ago. I think it was called M10 Pro or something like that. Yeah, huh?
0: it was originally called that.
1: And I signed up on the free trial and I was going to move. every, But I, I don't know, for whatever reasons, it didn't work. But more recently, I heard you talking about it again. And I said, you know what? I'm going to just try this. And so I signed up for that platform and it's amazing. It's really I'm still scratching the surface of it. Everything is there. I didn't have to cobble together anything, mm. and I actually had a different idea in mind for an offer. I thought, you know, I'm going to try something else, and I've got a lot of different relationships and different, you know, I know a lot of authors, I know a lot of speakers, I know a lot of Christians, and, every, you know, all across the board, but as I was putting together this other program on the platform, it occurred to me that the one thing that I'm known for, or one of the things I'm known for, and that people in my periphery ask for is theological training, going deep. In theological training. It's also my passion. I don't like skimming the surface. You know, I don't like it when everything always starts sounding the same. And uh, the emotionalistic aspect where we're kind of aiming straight at the emotions and bypassing the brain. But no, there's a rich reservoir of truth claim and theology in the Christian message. People are hungry for that, I believe. So I thought, you know what, I'm going to launch a school of theology online mm-hmm. because there are plenty of people who don't want to quit their day job. They're not going to be in full-time professional ministry or anything like that, but they do want to go deeper, and their churches aren't giving that to them. So I love doing this. I have been a professor for years in uh, colleges and seminaries teaching theology. I have my PowerPoint slides. I have my lecture notes. I have all this data, and I actually love it. This is one of the favorite things I do. So I thought, I'm going to see if there's an interest for that. So I literally put together the program on 10X Pro in a weekend. Wow. And it's a pretty involved program if you look at it. There's a lot to it, but I don't know any other platform that would have enabled me to put it together that quickly.
0: It's amazing. It's very fast. And John Lint, the, the founder of 10 Pro, and I have become pretty close. If you listen to this podcast, you will have heard that platform. I'm a huge fan for a single reason that my clients are getting results. Students who are using it are getting results. Whether they're a worm farmer or a pastor, they get results because it takes away all the challenges and roadblocks that I suffered when I started online. You no longer have to have. The best thing is actually, John and I have sat together so often and talked about how to run a membership, how to build courses, and he builds what we talk about. I was with him for two or three of the last three days. He's in Australia right now, and we were just talking about apps we were talking about slipping away sequences. I share with him absolute best practice and he rolls it into this machine. I think you said, it well, it does a lot more than most people will ever get to. You're just scratching the surface. But if you only want to scratch the surface, that's what it's brilliant at. Yeah. It can be the simplest tool ever or it can be very complex if you need that level of customization. And that's where some of the very simple tools fall short. So we would put together a little concept of your product in a weekend, and I love this. I've done this before, create some products in a weekend, but the tech used to be harder. Yes. So what was that process like? You actually mapped out your program and then you just started building it in the machine. Is that how it worked?
1: Yep. I mapped out a three-year Master of Ministry degree, unaccredited. I'm going to say that forever. i okay. <laughs> uh, But it's for people who, you know, if you, if you need the degree for your career or something, that's one thing. But if you just want the learning and the data, that's what it's for.
0: Why don't you just call it a certification?
1: Uh, it, I think it gets a little more attention here. And maybe I could. Three-year Master of Ministry certification. Yeah. I will think about that. That's a good idea.
0: Yeah, because obviously, you know, fake universities and stuff is a thing. But certifications, anyone can create a certification course for their own thing.
1: I will take that to heart.
0: <laughs> well, it's a side note. So you, you mapped it out. So this is what it's going to look like. But then you had to execute. And you're a solo operator at this point. So you start building it.
1: I built the program and then building the sales part on top. And this is where it gets dicey for me as a pastor. Right. Because I don't want to come across as a salesman. You know, I, I am passionate about this material. I can't give it away because all the technology does have cost to it. Yeah. But... You know, it's a kind of a fine line. Well,
0: tell me about that, about you being cautious about sales. I mean, As a sales background person, this fascinates me. Just as a side note, when I got into selling, I went and ordered the books from every religion I could find because... In my mind, they are the master salespeople. Yep. They convince billions of people to have a certain belief. They don't have much tangible proof compared to you know, a car or something where you can see the thing and test drive it. So I thought they're brilliant salespeople. Like you come from an industry of the best salespeople on the planet. <laughs> Why would you be scared of that?
1: Well, it's the perception that you're in it for the money. Right. And that perception is not true of me there are other things I could be doing, making a lot more money.
0: Is this anything to do with money is the root of all evil? Quote somewhere in the Bible?
1: And the Bible doesn't actually say that. It no. says the love of money Correct. is the root of, all evil, is all, root of all evil. But the Bible is pro a healthy fiscal picture for a family or an individual. Yeah. And not against the acquisition of wealth. It's you know not being greedy or arrogant with it. But there's still this perception in culture that anybody in ministry is some kind of charlatan and in it for the Money. maybe it's that guy that had all
0: the private jet
1: yeah there's plenty of that
0: they're not helping
1: yeah no Right. There are plenty of people I think you can find in any industry who put a bad name on the whole industry.
0: Every industry's got sharks, yep. every single industry. And the thing that blew my mind was like 1995, and I was in my first job selling cars, BMW. And I had a guy come in with one of those little the collars from a religious church of some kind. And he was telling me the trade-in price that he'd been offered by a competitor. And when he was out having a test drive, we valued his car. And on the back seat was the valuation from the other competitor face up. And I could see it. And he'd lied about the amount. I thought, man, if a priest can lie to me, then any industry has its bandits, right? And just also prove, like, as bad as the reputation of people who are in the car industry is, I can tell you the buyers are somewhat worse uh, in some cases.
1: (laughs) No doubts. Although I think back to my dad, I'm I'm Italian and my Italian dad, I, I remember as a kid sitting in the living room and a couple of people from a church came to visit and I was listening and they were not talking about money, but my dad looked over at me and he, you know, he rubbed his fingers together like, yeah, they're just here for my money. And that was a perception. and I still struggle with that, you know, and it's something I've had to get over.
0: Well, that I'd say that's exactly where it got planted right there. I think we operate as adults yeah. with the process. Programming we got as kids. It's fascinating. I would say to you, there is some verse, you might know this because you're a professor, there's some verse in the Bible that talks about having abilities and not sharing them with others is sinful. I can't remember the the reference, but it's something along those lines, and that one helps people sort of share their word out there. And as you said, your tools have costs. There is um, an argument to say that you could actually help a lot more people if you're able to arm up your resource base and spread the word more. If you could buy ads. I mean, I have some clients whose some of their biggest clients are in the religious market and they spend hundreds of thousands of dollars on ads selling things like religious maps, religious documentaries, those sort of things. Uh, they're a mass market product. Hmm. So you're in the zone.
1: Well, my pattern for many, many years has been just to feed the flock, as the Bible says, and to teach the word. And so taking that and transferring it into the platform, the 10 Pro platform, and just saying, okay, I can create classes. People want this. So they're modular. It's four weeknights and a Saturday. They're four a year. But then you can go back and you're able to watch the replay on the video. You're able to interact through chat. Uh, We're doing monthly membership, student enrollment calls where we're going into some topics that they're bringing up. So everything is there to make a virtual classroom work and to work really well. So people are excited. And I've also noticed that one of the struggles that a lot of people have when they start a membership is populating the forum, getting people engaged. We've had no problem with that. From the day we opened it, people started leaving comments. And I asked in the orientation video just to say something inspiring down here below. And, and people have done that. And then in the weekly email that goes out, hey, thanks. let A uh, big shout out to James and to John and to Paul and to Mary for inspiring us in that those comments and it just snowballed. So it's grown faster than I thought it would. And I'm just really appreciative of all that's gone into it. And, you know, this is something so far that's clicked with a lot of people and I'm working on some affiliate partnerships now and some other stuff and it's all there. And it's, you know, I don't have to go and figure out what software to use for it. So that makes it nice. So
0: a couple of things to surround this. Firstly, I love that you're sending a weekly newsletter. It's really best practice for a membership. It's a great retention procedure as well. I'm wondering, the members who you've got now as your customers, how much impact will they have with their flock?
1: Well, I hope it's enormous. So we launched in November. Mm-hmm. So half of November, December, January, really in under two and a half months, we're at 65 members. Right. And
0: so not huge numbers of members, but that uh, when you annualize your revenue, it turns into a like a reasonable return right it does compared to a teaching job or in comparison to the amount of fees that you would pay for your education software to get that result right
1: yeah for me it's a significant revenue stream and it's just
0: a start yes like the big thing is you've been able to crack the formula like i've often said i think the absolute hardest phase of having an online business is actually finding an offer that converts Mm -hmm. if you can do that the rest is easier like You and I can work together to grow your member base, to get better conversion paths. You're working on your affiliate opportunities. There'll be things that we discuss in our training that help you, whether it's the social media campaigns, content
1: marketing,
0: or a couple of other ideas, repositioning of the naming. But that's just adjusting as you go. You're in the car. You're driving. Now we're just changing gears, and that's the fun part. And let's just put this in perspective. How big was your database when you started? Because it wasn't that big, right?
1: No, it was a couple hundred. A couple of hundred. I had a couple. Of, now, and again, and this is where, like, in my church database, over there are thousands, like five or 6,000. Right. But I didn't use that. I didn't want, again, I didn't want to, at this point, at least, cross that boundary Sure. so I just started with what I had and I had not been working on that not been building that email list so it wasn't that big but as soon as that went out it just started spreading and people were responding pretty quickly
0: yeah I think you said, you
1: said and they responded so fast I ended up closing the membership doors for a little while
0: right so you could focus on quality and yep. and delivering on your promise that was it exactly isn't that good and then you created a webinar series based on the frequently asked questions now which is helping you get more signups. It's a really clever thing
1: to do. Tell me about that. And let me say, the first webinar I did was a disaster. It always is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I couldn't get, and it was technology, and it was related to the gigantic YouTube machine. But I was able to go back and record it and send it out. Um, but these are questions that are of debate among just everyday Christians. And so I'm able to do that and feed it through the uh, virtual classroom online. And it just works. And now I'm asking my membership, I've got a social wall thread going, Mm -hmm. what topics do you guys want to cover? So I'm ready to go for pretty much anything. So that'll be regular. We have four live classes per year, four live events per year. And in between, I'm doing these webinars to keep up momentum. And you know, and the way we structured it, it is everything, the same material I would cover in a seminary class for someone who's paying 20 times as much. It's the same material. Tests are optional. Papers are optional. So all the learning and none of the stress and also everything's going to be online in terms of video. So even the schedule, it becomes optional. So it's really doable for a person without quitting their day job without sacrificing their family, without breaking the bank. So there it is.
0: Now that it's set up, you've got the machine built and you're a solo operator. Is it consuming all of your time or has it got some reasonable leverage now?
1: There are pieces of it that have reasonable leverage because they're in place. But it is taking time and I I do realize I need to build that team. And that's kind of the phase I'm in now is exploring who and where and how to start drawing in some people that will can shoulder some of the load. I mean, because there, there is a formidable technology behind it, whether it's the email. You know, supplying emails, crafting messages, tweaking the 16-word sales copy or whatever that was. I saw
0: that. I saw, you know, Bill's doing split testing. And I'm like, you know, for where you're at in the business, that's really blew me away. Like split testing? Like a lot of pros don't even do split testing. And here you are. (laughs) Obviously, it must be easy to do.
1: Well, it's built into 10X Pro. And I thought, well, well I'm going for it. So (laughs) I'm going to pull that up right now. So. So the sales page that I built using the 16-word format, so to speak. Mm-hmm. It's a format for writing sales copy, is converting at 7.5%. But the one that I built previously using the pastor, P-A-S-T-O-R format, yeah. is at 12.5%. So you've improved it. Yeah. So I've got a, I've got some decisions to make there.
0: Well, um, just uh, if you're listening to this and you're interested in the 16-word sales letter, we actually built a tool on Superfast Business. Yeah. Scroll down to the bottom at Superfast Business com, and you'll see their little word tools click on that and click through to the 16 word sales letter tool and you'll be able to write your own sales offer using that tool and I do recommend the book obviously it supports the information in the book they own the trademark on that I suppose but the tool is very handy members have been using that for a while now since we built that and a big shout out to my friend Dave who created that? So things are looking up. I think with the team, the next natural steps are to get help with the content and sending out the emails and collating uh, your weekly news, those sort of things. My team do all of that stuff. And when we take a podcast recording like this, I just give it to the team after we close the call. And they will edit it nicely and publish it across all the relevant places and upload it and create the post that goes along with it. And that's where the team gets you that leverage. I think you're following down a fantastic pathway. I think it's worth asking you, knowing what you know now, if you were Bill a year ago listening to this, what would you tell yourself?
1: I would say to do it. I would say to pull the trigger and get this platform. I don't know of anything like it. I'm sold on it. But it's just because of what's there. All the training is there. They've got an amazing help desk at 10X Pro. Mm. So that's been super helpful. And then being inside a mentoring and coaching membership like Superfast Business, just a game changer for me. And it's been amazing. So having the mentorship and guidance on one end, having the technology platform on the other end, I wish I had done this years ago. I wish I had started here. Well, um, I don't know that, how long TenX Pro has been around, but I would say don't wait. It, it's always improving. That's the thing. Yeah,
0: as you said, I mean, used to be a different name. It's really made big leaps lately, and it's because I've got such a strong association now. I'm was really invested in making sure that it's successful, but it can only be successful to the extent that people get results, yeah. and that's we're obsessed about results now. John Lint, myself, are focused on it. When you posted your success, I invited you to come and share your story. You didn't have to. You're not in the business of promoting how awesome your online successes have been. But what I think is important here is you're able to have an impact with your target audience to help them be better off, which is my philosophy of what selling is. If you can help people be better off, you should never feel bad about that. And these members of yours are going to learn this information that they didn't have access to because you weren't able to get it to them before. That's the thing. You now can. You're having an impact. You're spreading the message. And you're inspiring other members and you're inspiring me and, you know, just to see what you've done. It's a tiny, tiny, tiny list. You've generated uh, really considerable income from a small list and it's only the start. That's exciting. I think it'll be really wonderful to have another episode down the track and to see what you've done since now. Because every time I've done that, I've done it with uh, Jared Robinson and I've done it with Kevin Rogers and several others where we come back and look at the growth. I did it with Clay Collins throughout the whole growth of his platform and it was really interesting seeing the checkpoints along the way and maybe it'll inspire you to uh, lift to the next level gather that team come back with a story of inspiration on stage two but congratulations on stage one thank you for sharing so generously the transition that you've had and giving some good advice to other members who might be listening to this and thinking well maybe it is possible to have your own membership even if you have a small list even if the first time you tried it, it didn't work and even if you've been struggling putting together all the bits and pieces you know, we will transcribe this episode and we'll put together the key points along the way of Bill's journey. Bill, thank you so much for um, being a champion for us.
1: Thanks, James. It's a pleasure. All right. So
0: Bill's site is veritaschool.life. If you are interested in his passion, the religious topics, sounds like that's the place to go and learn deeply about it and be interactive with someone who knows what he's talking about. In the meantime, we'll catch you on a future episodes